0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Guys and Ties podcast. Robert here with Dustin, and I'd like to take a second to introduce all of our loyal listeners to SeatGeek. Let SeatGeek take the confusion out of your ticket buying experience. Instead of shopping dozens of sites to find the best deal, let SeatGeek do the work for you. Their app scans the web for the best deals to your favorite game, concert, or show, and rates them on a scale of 0 to 10 to let you know if you're getting the best bang for your buck. The green dot marks all the deals, yellow dot, good deals, and red dot, not-so-good deals. Just use promo code ACAA at checkout to receive $20 off your first purchase. What are you waiting for? Honestly, what are you waiting for? That's promo code ACAA for $20 off your first purchase. Seeky, life's an event. We have the tickets. Let's go.
1: UVA football is the softest bunch of cream puffs, bow-tie-wearing, brie-cheese-eating, NASCAR-wearing wussies I've ever seen in my life. I'm gonna punch people from UBA right in the neck.
0: They wear suits to games. (laughs) That's absurd.
1: All right, welcome back everyone to the Guys and Ties podcast. This is Dustin and we got Rob and we are excited to talk to you about, we've got some of the fun planned today. and But first we're going to start off just by reminding everyone that yes, we are national champions in basketball and it happened about a month ago. And I think that just looking back at it over the course of these four weeks and going forward into the next year. I think it's just, it becomes even more incredible the more I think about it and just the way that it happened those three games, you know, Purdue and then Auburn and then Texas Tech, all of which we really could have lost really easily and we didn't. And I think that's an incredible experience and a feeling and I, I'm excited to keep coming out with content and going over those games and rewatching them. Yeah. How do yeah. you feel, Rob?
0: Dude, it's one of those things that'll just probably never get old. You know, we, we were trying to watch the Lax game yesterday, uh, me and a couple friends, and we all showed up to watch the Lax game, and each one of us was wearing, like, a blue UVA shirt. You know, two of us were wearing the national championship shirt, and it's it's just fun, man. It's just fun to be, like, we've had national championships, but to have a national championship and like, a, you know, one of the two revenue sports, mm-hmm. dude, it's, it's awesome, man. And like, to, I literally don't think it'll ever get old.
1: And to come from a place that we were in last year... Mm -hmm. You know, to to reach the the highest high from the lowest low, the full circle, really couldn't have played out any better. And I'm excited for all the movies and documentaries that come out about this run that we had. And speaking of championships, Rob mentioned the lacrosse game and the men's lacrosse team for UVA is the ACC, or they are the ACC national champions. And the game yesterday was on ESPNU. I hope uh, everyone was able to watch it if you could. It was also in Charlottesville, so I think there was a lot of UVA fans there, which was great, and I wasn't able to go, unfortunately, but my dad was, and he said the atmosphere was awesome, he said it was a beautiful day, and the UVA men's team won 10-4 to over Notre Dame, and Rob, what was something that you, I, I know you weren't able to watch the whole thing, but what was something that stood out to you in this game?
0: Dude, I mean, I don't know if it was like one thing in particular, other than just the fact that Hey, the men's lacs team is good again. Mm-hmm. You know, like these guys hadn't won an ACC championship since 2010. Mm-hmm. And some of that's because they can't beat Duke. They still can't beat Duke. Duke's one of our three losses this year, but it's, it's kind of cool. You know, like I was there, I went to the 2011 national championship, but mm-hmm. that team wasn't even that good. That yeah. team kind of got hot in the tournament, you know, switched to the zone defense. The Brad twins get kicked off the team. I think Colin Briggs was the guy's name. He had a really good tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they kind of like fell off a little bit. And Dom Starch's last couple years were not the best in the world. And I know when I was at Cav Daily, I wrote a column once about how kind of the university did Dom Starcher wrong. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's a story. It's a topic for another conversation. Right. But, you know, bring in Lars Tiffany and Lars Tiffany didn't win any ACC games his first year. There were three years in a row Virginia didn't win an ACC men's lacrosse game. and mm-hmm they finally start breaking through winning some games you know last year they lose to Notre Dame in the ACC championship final and this year you know talk about full circle here they go again full circle they lost 17 to 7 last year 110 to 4 this year mm-hmm. i mean it's pretty cool to just like see them good again
1: <laughs> yeah yeah i think it's uh i think it's imp- i think it's good for for UVA to get back to one of the sports that you know it's been known to be good at for a long time i mean UVA lacrosse is like the thing that when you when you say look like a college lacrosse team, it's like UVA, It's like
0: UVA, Duke, Duke you know, Cornell, Johns Hopkins, Johns Hopkins, yeah, you know, the, those are the teams. Yeah,
1: the, like the kind of the blue bloods of yeah. of uh, college lacrosse. And uh, someone I, got, I want to give a shout out to on the team is Alex Road, goalie. He had eleven saves, only allowed four goals, and he really had a fantastic game. Uh, There's a lot of times where Notre Dame would have a good shot, and Road would save it, and he really kept us in that game. He was, he had a huge hit on a Notre Dame guy, he came out of the crease, hit him. He did allow a goal in that play, but it was a uh, it was fun to see him do really well, especially when there's been some adversity with him. Uh not not this year in particular, but in past years, you know, UVA goalies have been not as great, especially mm-hmm. when we were you know, no good. So it's nice to have a really good goalie uh in the crease for us. And is there anything else you want to talk about that game?
0: Well, I mean, that's you bring up the goalie. I mean, the mm-hmm. defense is a big story of this team yep. because Lars Tiffany's first few years were not good defensive years. Mm-hmm. You know, they were giving up a lot of points. And his whole thing, he was similar to Dom Starshan that when he was brought over, you know, his big thing was running gun offense. We're going to move fast. We're going to score a lot of points. And they kind of did that, but mm-hmm. the defense just wasn't able to keep up. Yeah. So to have it like, to, again, full circle, man, you know, to give up. 20 goals in games, you know, one, two years ago to allow four. And some of the Notre Dames were self-inflicted. They mm-hmm. were sailing balls out of bounds. What, they had 23 turnovers? 23 turnovers. a lot.
1: Yeah, they were slipping all over the field. Really didn't seem to be able to win a face-off either in the second half, mm-hmm. which was, you know, just killer for them. But UVA did a really good job of, of riding them on the on clears. Uh, Notre Dame had seven instances where they turned it over on a clear, which is a lot for mm-hmm. a calls lacrosse team. And UVA did a really good job of making them uncomfortable and making them throw passes high and not being able to get it across midfield. So yeah. it, was a, it was a great, it was a really good game. And uh, I'm, I'm hoping that I'm able to watch some more of their games in the tournament, which is coming out soon. And the bracket was released tonight at nine. or tonight is Sunday. So yeah. by the time you listen to this, it's going to be Monday and the bracket will be out. But it's being released on Sunday at 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. on ESPNU. I, I don't know why I said that. It's not it's not gonna help anyone who's listening. at this Just point. FYI. FYI. You know, that's what we're thinking right <laughs> it, now. It came out on ESPNU. <laughs> so,
0: historically. Historically,
1: yeah. And yeah, I'm excited to see what who we play. You know you know who else made the tournament in the cross? No. UMBC.
0: I did read that, yeah. yeah.
1: And so, you know, they they were the lowest seed in their uh in their conference tournament. They won all they won the games and they were able to make it to the tournament. And so hopefully I think it'd be funny to them again. Well, I think it'd be interesting (laughs) if they actually did that because you know, full circle kind of deal. Yeah. But anyway, you know, that's neither here nor there. So we'll see who we play in the tournament. We might touch on that next week too. If if we, if we get a good bracket and a good seed and everything. Mm So that'll be fun to talk about. And that's really all the updates that we have. There's really been no football news. There's really been no basketball news. And, uh, But we're not going to let you guys off that easy. We are going to keep talking at you, and you're going to have to keep listening. And Rob and I have something fun planned. Rob, do you want to explain what it is?
0: Yeah, so this was, I can't claim credit for this, our good buddy, Austin Foster. This was an idea he had, and we liked it. So what we're going to do is we're going to do a mock draft of Tony Bennett's players' in order to fulfill a starting five and one player off the bench. So these are only Tony Bennett era players, mm-hmm. players that have been at UVA at some point over the last 10 seasons when Tony Bennett was there. And Dustin and I are going to try to fill out a starting five. We'll add a sixth man in there. And I don't know. We haven't shared anything. We don't know who's on each other's big board. So yeah. For us it's just kind of a fun way, you know, not to rank players, but mm-hmm. to kinda rank players <laughs> and to see how we can build a team around them. It's
1: also yeah, it's not just rank it's not just having players, but yes. it's building that team. And so what what would your ideal basically what would your ideal Tony Bennett basketball team be?
0: You're gonna have to let us know after this little exercise who has a better team. Yeah. Because we might each think we have the own, our own team is the best. Right. That might not be the case. I don't know. So, let's find out, man. Let's find out who's the best GM here.
1: Okay. Who's going to go first?
0: Oh, we did not think that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's, let's do Rock, Paper, do we Scissors have real quick. All right. Live. All right. Just one-on-one. Yeah. All right.
1: Rock, Paper, Scissors. Shoot. All right. All right. Dawson gets first pick. Rock, over Scissors, baby. Okay. So, my first pick in the 2019 Guys and Ties mock draft is Malcolm Brogdon. Malcolm Brogdon with the first pick. You know, he, he was really someone who came to UVA and he was a good recruit and he played really well his freshman year mm-hmm. got hurt sat out his sophomore what should have been his sophomore year mm-hmm. and he came back his junior season that was 2013 and we got our first one seed and he led us to uh really good things and you know we were able to do really well with him he's killing it in the NBA he's hurt but hopefully he comes back for the bucks soon so I'm excited to have Malcolm on my team right now
0: yeah Brogdon he was number one on my big board too I I had to go Brogdon he Mm. would have been my first pick so with the second pick then DeAndre Hunter okay I'm taking DeAndre Hunter number two uh in kind of the same way that you took Malcolm Brogdon DeAndre Hunter just does a lot of things really well so like Brogdon he would have been my first pick because he's so talented offensively Mm he's so talented defensively and He's you know a ball handler. You know DeAndre Hunter not quite the ball handler, but I think
1: I think the reason I had Malcolm first instead of DeAndre is the leadership quality. That's a big part I of think him. that Malcolm has that leadership quality. You know he was in the Baton School. He's doing really what he's a uh, part of the NBA Players Association now, mm-hmm. and he's helping out that those guys. And I, I while DeAndre is a fabulous player and maybe even a better player than Malcolm in some aspects of his game. You know he's taller, he's longer. He might be better defensively than Malcolm even. Mm-hmm. But I think the leadership quality of a of a team, you know, starts with someone, and yeah. I think Malcolm is a great way to start that. Yeah, and but not the, to
0: say not to say Dre couldn't have been that guy because no. he was only played for two years. Right, but you know, Malcolm obviously had that kind of the whole and, and you, way. Too. And you
1: know, Dre never had the killer dog instinct. You know, yeah. and Malcolm, you know, Malcolm hit a game. I mean, DeAndre hit game winners too. Yeah, but he didn't have the same you know, give it to me now kind of mentality that we sometimes wanted as fans. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely.
0: All right, two picks in the book. Dustin, your second pick.
1: Okay, and this one's tough because, you know, there's a lot of great guards out there who I think I want. And I'm wondering if I should go with a big guy at this point. But I think I have to stick with guards, and I think I'm going to have to pick Kyle Guy with my second pick overall. Kyle is, you know, led the team this year. He was embraced by – he embraced the UMBC loss. He embraced everything. I think that – and he's he's a lights-out shooter. Mm -hmm. I I mean, especially in those last three games in the tournament, felt like he couldn't miss it sometimes. So I'm choosing Kyle Guy with my second overall pick. So I'm going guard heavy right now.
0: (laughs) That's interesting because our first two picks were in the same order, but I get to stay true to my board with this pick, man. I'm taking Ty Jerome with my pick because – there's, he kind of runs the floor, you know, Kyle guy, I always had a sweet spot spot for Kyle guy, mm-hmm. dude. Like, you know, just straight up Kyle guy was my favorite player in that class of Ty Jerome, Kyle guy, Deandre Hunter, like Jay Huff. I, Jay Huff, Jay Huff still hopefully more to come. Yeah. But yeah, Kyle was the guy that came in and played, you know, day one, you know, Ty had his moment against Villanova his first year, but Kyle was really the one out of those three that really had an impact his first year, mm-hmm. you know, more consistently. And, you know, he was just kind of the face of the team. And some of that was, you know, his own doing. He owned the UMBC law so much. Some of it was just his hair. He had the man bun first year, <laughs> so ESPN decided to love him. And One Shining Pod loved him, obviously. So you got all that played in. But, yeah, dude, I just want, I want a point guard, man. I want floor yeah. general. And Kyle Guy is an incredible shooter, best shooter Tony Bennett's coach, at least at UVA. And But... You know, ties number three on my board. Yeah. Man. Sticking in the guns.
1: Yeah. Okay. I agree with that. My next pick, I'm going big this time and I'm choosing Mike Scott. Good call. Mike Scott with my big guy. You know, he Mike Scott was someone who, you know, I was pretty young and I was just getting into basketball. And Mike Scott was, you know, hitting those fadeaway jumpers. He was one of the I, I don't I don't remember the last person drafted behind Mike Scott uh in the into the NBA. And he's still playing. He's doing really well for the clip. Um, no, he's playing for the Sixers now. Mm-hmm. He's playing yeah, for the Sixers. He's playing for the Sixers. He had the yeah. game winner, against yeah. you know, the Nets a couple yeah. weeks ago. Um, uh, so he's he's doing really well, and you know he has all the tattoos, and he's Emojis. he's a funny guy, <laughs> and he's 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 just a kind of a troll, really, and yeah. he he embraces it, and Philly Philly fans love him, I think. So,
0: do he like fits the city's personality so well yeah. too?
1: But in college, I mean, he was uh, basically unstoppable on a team that really needed him to be he was that go-to guy the in 2012 when we made it for the first time in tony bennett's tenure to the ncaa tournament and he really you know he led the team in all aspects but mostly his offense was incredible so i need a skilled big man down low and who can take it outside mike scott's my guy
0: yeah dude that's that's a good pick because mike scott like was at the beginning of like the tony bennett era and like Mm -hmm. I'm the same way. Like he had that really good 2012 season. Mm-hmm. It's just like, man, like it was before like UVA, like you were taking them seriously. You yeah. Necessarily on the basketball floor. So great player, great pick. Um, And he would have been next up on my big board. Man. Okay. He would have been next up. Uh, So with my third pick, I'm going to stay with the guards, man. You build a team with guards these days. Okay. I'm taking Joe Harris. Okay. Oh, Joe Harris is my number three pick. So I got Dre, Ty and Joe Harris. And, that's my three guards, man, in the backcourt. Dre more of the wing, but I got Ty my point guard. I got Joe Harris, who will match up against Kyle Guy and you know somewhat similar style players. Joe Harris is bigger, but Kyle Guy probably a better pure shooter. Mm-hmm. Either way, I got my backcourt set, man. Okay. I'm excited with this pick. Joe Harris, number three, Great. for me.
1: And you know i I need a. I've I have two guards. I've in Guy, and I have Mike Scott as my one of my probably my four spot. But at this point, I need a wing, I'm taking probably the most athletic person Tony Bennett's ever had, Justin Anderson, with my fourth overall pick, and I'm taking Justin Anderson first half of his junior year, because <laughs> uh, specifically that time frame, he shot about 50% from three, he was uh, lighting up defenses from beyond the arc, and he was still able to get to the rim, and you know with dunks, and his defense was incredible, his blocks fueled our offense. Mm -hmm. A lot of the time. I got to go with Justin Anderson. I think that's a steal.
0: Dude, the the crazy part with Justin Anderson, too, is like he shot like 50% from three that like season, which was really the first half of the season. Right. But like I remember his game winning three, we were at Miami and he -hmm. had the game winning or game tying or something like that three. With like a couple seconds left, it was like off balance. I'm like, dude, where did this come from? (laughs) Like the guy was always a good defender. He was always athletic, but he just like came out of nowhere that one season. Yeah. And dude, good pick. He He got drafted. Yeah, he got drafted. He's still playing a little bit with the Hawks. Mm -hmm. You know, he hasn't quite lived up to the first round billing. No, Mark Cuban was super excited about him when he got him on the Maverick. Yeah. But sticking around in the league, man, that's all you can ask for. Yeah, exactly. So he's doing all right. So with my next pick, I'm going big. Okay. Question. I is, think you have to. I ha- I do have to. Plus, the best guards are pretty much off the board at this right. point. Um. So I got to say true to my board man, Anthony Gill. Oh, Take Anthony I Gill. Him. Uh, with my next pick. So I got Dre, Ty, Joe Harris, and Anthony Gill. And Anthony Gill is kind of the opposite of kind of where the game is trending. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone wants the shooters. Everyone wants the big who can stretch the floor. Gill was never really that. You know, he just wasn't. But at the mm-hmm. same time, man you know, you got to score in the paint and right. you take for granted how easy Anthony Gill made it look yep. to score in the paint. I mean, losing him the next season, I was like, man, like who used to score in the paint. Like that's, and we still kind of beat teams in the paint, but not, not scoring like we used to. When he was he, a heck of a player. When he was a
1: sophomore in the 2013 season, he was really that guy who would come off the bench and just like give us instant offense. Exactly. Basically, He would get, he would be able to get to the line, get fouled. And then his next two seasons, he was in the top 10 of the most efficient players in the country both mm-hmm. seasons. So, I mean, he was—that's a steal right there. I mean, he could have easily gone off in the first two picks. Yeah. Maybe should have. I think with him, I think his defense was always something that was lacking. Mm-hmm. And luckily, he he played with people like Akeel Mitchell, Darion Atkins, Mamadi, Isaiah, those kinds of defenders who were able to sometimes cover for him a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think that's a great pick for offense definitely
0: yeah and like that's what he would said too he was like yeah you know i never i was an offensive guy i never Mm -hmm. came to a place expecting like for defense to be emphasized so much Mm -hmm. and he got better as he went on oh he he definitely got better i think he was on the all acc defensive team his senior year for some reason i think i think he was (laughs) you know he made all like i think he was made third team all acc Mm -hmm. his senior season too but pretty sure he made the defensive team which is okay maybe just a product of tony bennett's yeah System. system but uh yeah i like the gill pick there okay i like it so this uh, will be your fifth player this is, this
1: is my fifth player probably last on my starting five and i've got to go with a point guard london parentis probably one of the swaggiest people to play for tony <laughs> bennett i mean the the the, the, game, the game didn't turn out so well but when he had when he hit that deep three against syracuse in the 2016 tournament and smelt it and then flicked off the stink <laughs> Incredible moment. I really love Prentice as a player. He His assist to turnover ratio, especially as a freshman, mm-hmm. uh, with his poise, his Cali cool, you might call it, was insane. So I'm I'm keeping London Prentice.
0: All right. So with me, whew, I, know I'm, I know I'm stuck between two players right now. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to have to give it to Momedy, man. I think I'm going to okay. next. Okay. next. I was stuck between him and Darion Atkins. All right. Because I always loved Atkins, man. Atkins was just like a funny guy. like yeah. He just brought the energy, brought the hustle. And he never really showed out as much until his senior year. With Mario, or with Mamadi Diaquite. he had obviously a great tournament run. I mm-hmm. think good things are coming next season. Yeah. I think he's coming back, by the way. But
1: Yeah, I think so, too. I hope he does. I think he would do really well to come back and work on his consistency, his mm-hmm. shot a little bit. And if he can start knocking down some three balls, he could easily sneak into the first round.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's it's funny, too, that you take London Parentes And obviously, you know, Tony Bennett point guards just kind of like come in and play three, four years. Yeah. London Parentes was actually pretty low on my list of players I would Really? Taken. Yeah. I feel like if it came down to it, I would have had to take a point guard. Mm-hmm. But no, it's it's a smart pick for your team.
1: Crap. So I, I could have taken Mamadi because Mamadi, I really yeah. wanted. I no, was going was to <laughs> <laughs> take him next. I was going to take him next. Yeah. All right. Dude, it's the games, man. It's well, the war so- room. <laughs> So the thing with Mommy is that not, he hasn't even reached his the potential ceiling, yeah, yet. So yeah. if, you draft, if you draft if you draft right? him now, next year he could be even better. So we yeah. got to relook at this next year. Okay. See how you do. But <laughs> but his his defense has gotten so much better than it used to be. He doesn't foul nearly as much anymore, and his offensive game took off this year, especially in the tournament, mm-hmm. and even right before the tournament too. He it took off. So I'm excited to see where he goes. That's a fantastic pick. And now I'm stuck not knowing who to pick next i need for my six man i think i needed one more big because i only have one big guy right now mike scott
0: well do we want to do this on the fly change do we want to call it seven players since tony bennett rotation normally mm. seven ish guys okay do we i want to call that. it i don't know if that throws off no your strategy. no it
1: doesn't not at all all not right let's all. let's go with seven guys right, we'll go with seven so guys we each have two more picks left. okay sounds good so my next okay well if we're going to do it that way i'm going to pick darion atkins uh, Darion was a, a defensive stopper. His offense got a lot better too as he as he went on. But he definitely known for his defense, known for his blocks, and he could also um, he had some moves down low, especially his senior year. Mm-hmm. So I I loved his game. He kind he kind of have an old man game, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think I like that pick a lot.
0: Dude, there's a few players I felt as bad for as Darion Atkins after we lost to Michigan State that mm-hmm. second game, his senior year, because he just showed out, man. Yeah. The rest of the team like was so slow to start. Mm-hmm. Like I think they were in their own heads a little bit. Yeah. And Darion Atkins came out, and he was blocking shots, and he was making moves on offense. Mm-hmm. He was fun, man. Yeah. He's a good player. Yeah. So that brings me to my pick. And there's a couple options I could go with here. I think I'm going to go with Devin Hall. That was my next grade. I think <laughs> Devin Hall is my guy off the bench that I like. You know, uh-huh. he had a really good senior year. Mm-hmm. You know, he wasn't, you know, didn't, again, didn't have the alpha mentality. Like, yeah. never really go on his own shot. But he shot. Went invisible during UMBC. Yeah. But. <laughs> He's a great defender. Yeah. He shot almost 40% from three that yeah. season. Yeah. You know, I like him off the bench there. Mm-hmm. He's a versatile guy. He can play the two guard. He can handle the ball, you know. Worst case scenario. He did it against North Carolina. He slid down to the four. You know, not his ideal spot, but he mm-hmm. got to play the two or three there. I yeah. like Devin Hall there.
1: Okay. And with my uh with my last pick, I'm gonna go with Mike Toby. And I think Mike Toby, he never quite hit his ceiling at UVA. You know, there's always the oh, just wait till next year, you know, he'll get better. The system, you know, it just takes longer for these big guys to learn it. And Mike Toby, you know, never really quite Got the hang. I, I I mean, he did get the hang of it, but he never, I think, reached his potential for what he could be in this system. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, he could shoot the three ball. His sophomore season, I think, was his best one where he shot the best. Yeah, and
0: he could spot up in the corner. He, he wouldn't do it frequently, but no, he had the ability. He had
1: the ability. He, he had some good post moves down low. He was also really tall. He was a big boy. Mm-hmm. I was able to move some bodies around. Not terrible defensively either, and I think he was able to get some offense down low. So Mike Toby is my last pick.
0: Gotcha. And I'm going to have to go with Akeel Mitchell. Yeah. Didn't have to change my board there, man. I had Akeel over Mike Toby, okay. So I'm happy with this pick, man. Akeel Mitchell obviously... More of a defender, but also, you know, was super athletic. You know, he's a guy who was a guard in high school, kind of came to mm-hmm. UVA. As he got taller, they're like, you know, you got to be a forward, man. <laughs> like, you're not a guard anymore. Yeah. So, you know, obviously, the big thing with him, I'll always remember, is Jabari Parker. That yeah. block he had in the ACC championship yeah. game. And his soft, or his junior season was actually a much better offensive season yeah. for him than his senior season, which yeah. was the year we were pretty good yes you know we got her to one seed for the first time
1: you know the thing about him I was I was thinking about I was choosing between him and Darion for uh for my sixth pick and I think the reason why is his offense I think uh Akil's offense was a little bit more limited than Darion's was Mm -hmm. I also think that you know he he had that horrible free throw percentage yeah and (laughs) like he (laughs) he just could not hit a free throw to save his life and he airballed a couple I know that he even uh you know had a lot of trouble like mentally preparing for free throws because he you know it got in his head mm-hmm. and so i didn't choose him for that reason so yeah anyone left on your big board that wasn't chosen yet
0: so no but i did have a list of guys that i was like all right like not planning on drafting uh-huh. unless it really comes unless down to Unless something goes poor, <laughs> poorly. One of them, which may be a surprise, Isaiah Wilkins. I
1: had Isaiah too. I think he was the last one on my list.
0: Isaiah Wilkins probably would have been the next one up. But, mm-hmm. you know, just not enough offense there, man. I, I think not it, enough offense.
1: De- defensively, incredible player. Maybe one of the best defenders Tony Vance ever had. Mm-hmm. Just like pure defense. But offensively, wasn't much there. And I think that's part of the reason why, you know, we weren't able to get as far in uh, 2018 as we wanted to. Yeah,
0: you know, that we lost UMBC because there just wasn't, there was never any ability to even like, you know, he was too short really to get, like, you know, back to the basket Mm -hmm. to do it that way. It wasn't really athletic enough. His shot never went past the elbow. Right. You know, another guys uh, that were kind of, Somewhat considered. Mariel Shayok, mm-hmm. who was a lot better at Iowa State than he was at Virginia. Right, um, I think just way more comfortable playing that style of basketball. Darius uh, Thompson. Darius Thompson was on there. Another throwback, Sammy Zaglinski. Sammy Zaglinski. You know, he was kind of, at, again, at the beginning of the Tony Bennett era.
1: Mustafa Farrakhan at the beginning of the Tony Bennett era. Yeah. Even Sylvan Landisberg was in the Tony Bennett era, although he was kind of a jerk, so I didn't include yeah. him. <laughs> <laughs> we were
0: looking at Sylvan Landisberg, so obviously super talented. Uh, he was second team All-ACC his sophomore year. He was all the freshman of the year, I think, his mm-hmm. freshman for the ACC. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he was kind of kicked off the team. Never and, never, yeah, quite, never quite never hit his back. potential, yeah. Yeah, talented player. It's funny because he was kicked off kind of for academic reasons, and he apparently chose UVA over St. John's because of academics. So, Uh, you know, whatever that means.
1: So, Rob, (laughs) what is your final list? Who do you have? Yeah, so we
0: should recap this. So my starting five will be Ty Jerome, DeAndre Hunter, Joe Harris, Mamadi Diakite, and Anthony Gill, and I'll have Devin Hall and Akil Mitchell coming off the bench. That's
1: a good team.
0: so recap for us and my my
1: team my starting five is going to be london parentis kyle guy malcolm brogdon justin anderson and mike scott and Darian atkins and mike toby coming off the bench although i might switch atkins for justin anderson in my starting five although i don't know it depends on the matchup okay i think all right
0: well what how does it match up against my team
1: i think i think so, so I think that I would actually have to start Darion in, instead of Justin, just because of, just because of who you have on your team, like, uh, mm-hmm. d- uh, Anthony Gill, yeah. that's his name, <laughs> and also <laughs> Mamadi. Okay. Yeah.
0: yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I'm not so, gonna lie, I like my team better.
1: I, I like your team better too. I think. I think you had a better <laughs> draft than I did, because there's, uh, there, there's at least three times where you picked the guy yeah. I was gonna pick next. So, yeah, tough tough draft for Dustin but you know I like my team a lot I think that th- this goes to show that as Tony Bennett has been at UVA he's gotten better and better players mm-hmm. and that that shows us that we had we had four players taken four juniors from this championship team taken in mm-hmm. this draft out of 14 which is a amazing thing yeah. so as Tony has stayed at UVA longer he's been able to get these players been able to get these recruits and we've gotten Consistently better Mm -hmm. as a team.
0: Yeah, dude, I mean like Trey, Ty, and Momity. I wish I had Kyle Guy on my team. I'll take Joe Harris instead. But I'll trade you. I'll trade you,
1: um I'll trade you someone for Kyle Guy. No, I like my team.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love Kyle Guy, but I like my team. Okay. I ain't giving up. Sounds good. But yeah, dude, I mean, no, you're absolutely right. Like there's not a ton of guys at the beginning. Like the players we you know, I guess Mike Scott was the only one from Mm -hmm. before twenty twelve or earlier yeah or i guess something like that mm-hmm. who career season whatever you want to call it ended at uva in 2012 yeah so but yeah dude body guys later in the rounds and a lot of like familiar names but also like interesting ways to construct teams too mm-hmm. another wild card pick i just thought of this that maybe you maybe a year from now we're picking jay huff, jay huff. we'll see how jay huff uh kind of evolves and you know, kind of as we're talking about how the game evolves, you know, I'm having Gill as my center, basically. j segment. j yeah. segment. So maybe J-Hoff's a guy that enters this conversation next year. Yeah. I don't know. A lot of ceiling there, man. You know, still a ways to go. Yeah. But a lot of room to grow.
1: I mean, he, he showed this year how how good he can be I mean he had stretches not long stretches but stretches of three or four minutes at a time where he showed his potential at, at, even on the defensive end where he's been lacking so far mm-hmm. in his UVA career so I'm excited to see what he can do next year with you know a full offseason bulk up a little bit maybe shave the beard <laughs> and you know see where see where his game can take him And if, think- and if and if Tony can construct the offense in such a way that allows Jay to have more freedom mm-hmm. to move.
0: Dude, I mean, it's going to be... I'm curious to see what this offense looks like next year because it's going to be... I mean, it's going to have to be driven by the forwards, and You know, at least yeah. the way we're looking at it right now. And again, yeah. Zhang, I still think he's Kentucky's to lose. But, right. you know, maybe he changes that. Yeah. But we'll, we'll find out. But yeah, it's going to be really interesting. So Jay Huff's another guy that... You know, there's no there's no case study for him before and Tony mm-hmm. Bennett. Like we talk about Mamadi Diakite. Well, we also have like Akil Mitchell, Darion Atkins, yeah. similar type players, you know, Kyle Guy, Joe Harris, their strengths are their strengths. Each can do different things differently, mm-hmm. but you know, they're still kind of they're there for to be shooters. Yeah. You know. It'll be interesting, man. Yeah. All right. And Dre, Justin, some similarities. Yeah. Somewhat. Dre's a lot better. But, yeah. you know, who knows? Jay Huff, man. We'll see what he can do. Yeah, I'm
1: excited to see what we do. And, of course, we'll figure that out next year. Rob, is there anything else you want to bring up before we leave this episode?
0: Man, I, I think my team wins. I Let think, us know. Let us know I what think you your think. team
1: wins. We can post these on Twitter and have a side-by-side <laughs> whose team wins. And uh, we'll get we'll get your feedback on it. Yeah. But until then, thank you for listening to the Guys at Ties podcast. This is oh, Dustin and Rob. Let's give some yells. Let's oh, give some yells. we
0: forgot. Not to cut you off.
1: You cut me off. But I, no, I do want to
0: give a yell to Juan Thornhill, Okay. Man. I think he was in my yell last week, too, yeah. which, you know, two consecutive weeks. I don't know if that's ever been done before. This is a new record for um, the guys
1: in Ties podcast. Yeah,
0: Juan Thornhill. Juan Thornhill intercepted a pass at the Chiefs practice and thought he was still playing college ball. <laughs> and got up and started celebrating, and then he was like, oh, I can still <laughs> run. Play's not dead. Yeah. So, I like that. I thought it was funny. Juan Thornhill, man. Louis Riddick, a guy on ESPN. I think he used to work in the Packers front office, mm-hmm. but he sent a tweet out today. He's like, yeah, listen, like... Juan Thornhill is gonna be the guy that come like week two or three, we're asking ourselves how is he how did he fall to the how end of the slit. second round? Yeah. You know. So you got even national guys talking about him, right? Yeah. Now. So that's Juan cool. Thornhill, man, making a at least a splash early in minicamp.
1: I'm going to give a shout-out to the men's tennis team, who is advancing again in the NCAA tournament. So they are moving on to the, the Elite Eight of tennis with their 4-1 to victory over South Carolina, and they will play Stanford next next Saturday at 1 p.m., and I don't know if that's going to be on TV or not, but it should be really fun. You know, the tennis team has been really good uh, basically since... I've been alive.
0: With the exception of last year.
1: With the exception of last year, but we're back and we we are ranked, we're the fifth overall seed in the country. Stanford is the 12th overall seed. So it'll be exciting. It'll be Uh (laughs) five twelve upset, but it'll be exciting to see what happens with that, the men's tennis team. It's good to see them back on track after an off year. Yeah. And that's my shout out. Love it, man.
0: Love it. So
1: anything else before I, (laughs) before I sign off this time?
0: Nah, nah, let's wrap it up. All right, let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up.
1: This is the Guys and Ties Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. This is Dustin and Rob. We love you guys and we will be back next week. Make sure to give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat at Guys and Ties Pod. Make sure to follow us on Podbean and iTunes and also Spotify. We are now on Spotify. Give us a follow there if you want to listen to us. Go check out Armchair All Americans. They are the media network we are associated with. They've been really great to us. They got a lot of good stuff going on baseball, hockey. NBA playoffs sports sports man sports it's all going on and we will see you guys next time go who's baby go Hoos.